0: All right, uh, I know it was, uh, it was spring break this past week. Who all went to Florida this past week? Any Florida people? I know I know. Tuttle's not listening. Uh, oh, Sylvana's in the back. Sylvana, you look incredibly tan. Uh, what's, what's, so the best thing that happened to me this week was baseball's back. Any baseball fans? Come on. Now, I, I'm originally from Cincinnati, so I've, I've adopted the Braves. <laughs> As, uh, as my team. And so um, really, really excited to be with you guys. So if, if this is your first time here at Grace, uh, my name is Tyler and I'm the worship pastor here. So I'm usually the one awkwardly standing with my guitar singing. And now I just get to stand awkwardly in front of you. But um, hey, before we go, I wanna, I wanna do something. I feel like the Lord's leading this. And if I do it at the end, it'll be awkward. So um, I don't know where Brooke went, but um, I just wanna, Brooke, I just wanna encourage you. Um, I felt like during worship, the Lord just like, he kind of prepped me for this, I think, during the week, but I feel like it was really clear during worship. Um, I feel like the Lord wants to say to you that He's, re- He's so proud of you, and He He sees the way that you've grown. He sees that you've diligently stewarded a gift that He's given you, and He's incredibly proud of you. So um, we love when you're here, and we love when you lead us in worship. And so, thank you for being here. Can we just give it up one more time for the whole worship team? I uh, it is I don't ever get to get to say this in front of everybody, but it is really a blessing to get to. to uh, my job is so fun, guys. Getting to lead the, the worship team and the production team, and uh, so I'm really blessed with them. And so shameless plug: if you want to join the best serve team at Grace Marietta, uh, come talk to me afterward, and you can jump on the production team. Um, so, like I said, my name is Tyler, and and before we jump in, I gotta be really truthful, guys. So. I, I've grown up in the church, and since I was about 10, I've made fun of pastors and communicators, but mainly pastors, for this mic right here. Because I feel like this is like, when I was growing up, the only people that wore this mic were like the Backstreet Boys and Britney Spears. Like, I feel like this is a really rad Madonna microphone, right? And so it feels incredibly ironic to be wearing it. Um, but over the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about Um, This series that we've been in called Under Grace. And we've been looking at Paul's letter to the people of Galatia. And so, just a quick recap of where we've been. Paul wrote this letter to the people of Galatia based on the status of their church. So, Paul had been in Galatia with these people and helped them start this church and then left. And then, through word of mouth and all that kind of stuff, Paul hears of the current status of this church and so he writes a letter to them reminding them of what he had preached to them not long ago. And and the big takeaway that we've been looking at over the past four or five weeks is Paul is trying to remind the people of Galatia that there is no justification by the Mosaic law. There's only justification through faith in Christ. And so Paul's writing to them to re-explain this idea to them. So here's what I wanna do before... Just setting up the morning, I, I, like, I like big picture stuff, so like um, maybe other people are like this. When I type in like, wait, when I'm on Waze and I type in where I'm going, I like have to zoom in and look at the route I'm taking just to make sure I know where I'm going because I obviously know better how to get there than Waze does. So here's where we're going this morning. Uh, we're gonna be in Galatians 5 starting in verse 16. and. What Paul talks about in Galatians 5, starting at verse 16, he kind of hits on three main points. Um, Paul talks about this idea of what it means to walk by the flesh. Paul Paul talks about this idea of what it means to walk by the Spirit. And then he kind of gives us a context of what that means for our lives. So that's where we're gonna be headed today. Will you guys pray with me? Father, this morning, uh, we pray that you would give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord, we ask that that we would see you today. And God, that as every day you breathe the breath of life into us, um, that we would look a little bit more like your son. So Lord, we love you, and it is in your mighty name we pray, amen, amen. So uh, like I said, we're gonna be in Galatians 5 this morning at verse 16. If you would like a Bible, um, we've got some Bibles in the back, and so if you need a Bible, just go ahead and raise your hand, and we would love to put one in your hand. Um, But we're gonna go ahead and jump in with Galatians five, starting in verse 16. So verse 16, Paul says, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. So right off the bat, Paul is giving us an idea of these two kind of um, ways that we can walk. He's talking about this idea of walking by the flesh and walking by the spirit. And he really, I'm gonna be honest, and we've kind of seen this throughout throughout this letter, Paul's kind of mad. I feel like if Paul's really fired up, um, we saw that last week with Ben's message that Paul was really fired up. And what he's trying to do in this first kind of section of scripture, he's trying to hit home this idea of opposition. And the best idea, that the example that I could think of was, um, so, I have a younger brother, and it's really funny. This story is really funny because my brother's here today. But, uh, so when I was younger, um, so me and my brother are five years apart, and when we were younger, um, as siblings do, we fought all the time. Um, anybody have siblings that fought in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure everybody that has a, has a brother or sister can raise their hand. Um, but we would fight all the time, and it wasn't these little fights of like, he was in his room, and he'd say, Tyler, why'd you break my... Game Boy, I don't know what we had. Tyler, why'd you break my Game Boy? And I just a little bit louder yelled, Ian, I didn't do it. And he yelled from his room, okay. Like, that's not how it went. It was like him shouting from his room, Tyler, why'd you break my Game Boy? And I yell a little louder, Ian, I didn't break your Game Boy. And then he yells a little bit louder, Tyler, you broke my Game Boy. And I run straight into his room and say, I didn't break your Game Boy. And if you say it again, I will throw you through the wall. Like, that was was the kind of arguments we had. And it was really funny, because I, don't think of me any differently. But I did, I kind of pushed him up against the wall and there's a little dent in the wall. And I don't know if my parents know about this to this day. Like, isn't it funny? I'm just realizing this now. Isn't it funny how when you, when you fight with your siblings, like you are just at each other and then all of a sudden you're like on the same team. You're like, okay, we gotta figure this out. You move the bed, I'll watch to see if mom and dad are coming. Like, And so I hope my parents aren't watching the live stream because I think that's still a secret in their house. But Paul is talking about this idea of opposition. He is saying the flesh and the spirit are going at each other all the time. And, and it, it, these, with these two things, they're always under opposition. And I feel like it's, it's this double-minded situation, what Paul is trying to explain. It, it, it's, this, it's this idea that you can't be faithful to these two worlds, right? You can't be faithful to the flesh and also faithful to the spirit. That's what tra- Paul's trying to tell us. Um, Paul's trying to say you, you can't be faithful to the flesh by going to that party and being irresponsible on a Friday night, but then be faithful to the flesh and be worshiping in church on, on Sunday morning. What Paul's saying is you can't be faithful to the flesh and getting a huge blowout with your spouse, but then go serve and pray for people like nothing's wrong. He's saying you can't serve both of these worlds and if you try to, there will be attention. And it it will not lead to where we hope to or where we're asked to go in, in Christ. And so let's begin to define these two ideas of walking by the flesh and walking by the spirit. So Galatians 5, verse 19, Paul gives us an idea of what it means to walk by the spirit or walk by the flesh, excuse me. So Paul says, the acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So what Paul is saying to us is listen, like these are the best things that can happen to you if you walk by the flesh. That the best thing that you can come up with is Sexual immorality is impurity, is debauchery, idolatry, and so on and so forth. And I don't know about you guys, and I feel like our culture and, and just our church culture in general gives us kind of this implication, but when I read, when I think of the acts of the flesh, I, I think of like the big ones, right? Like sexual impurity, drunkenness, um, all the, those, those ones that we would deem the big boys. But then I, then I go and read this, and I'm like, Jealousy? Fits of rage, like, I got mad at this dude driving to church this morning. Like, yeah, man, me and Garrett laugh about this. Garrett's my roommate, and there's this thing called, we call it an Atlanta left turn. I'm from Ohio, so I'm call, I'm, it's called an Atlanta left turn. And, and it's this thing where, go with me for a second. When the light turns green and I'm turning right, the guy that's turning left thinks, oh, there's two other lanes, I'll just turn with this guy. That's what I call an Atlanta left turn. And so this guy, I did this this morning when I, was, when I was driving to church, and I yelled out the window and I honked on the horn, and, and as soon as I did that, I was like, that's acts of the flesh. And so Paul's saying, they're so, they're so much smaller, they're so much smaller than we realize. I also have a little bit of like road rage, guys, I'm sorry. But it's the same, guys, I, I, being in like a creative industry, doing things like music, I find myself all the time looking at other artists and being like, wow, what he's doing is really cool. Or the show that she just played was way cooler than the one I played last night, right? It's this jealousy and, and, and it's all me being faithful to this, this world of walking in the flesh. And Paul gives us an idea of, of I don't know what'll happen to us if we walk by the flesh. In verse 21, he says, I warn you as I did before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Then he goes to say in Romans 8, it'll be on the screen, we don't need to turn there. It says in Romans 8, verse 7, the mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. So Paul's saying, If your mind is governed by being faithful to the flesh, you cannot cannot please the Father. It will not allow you to do so. And then he just just lays it straight out for us in Romans eight, verse 13. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. End of story. Paul's telling us that if we say yes to this this life of walking by the flesh, that that the best things that we have, are sexual impurity, envy, jealousy, fits of rage, and all the like. And I feel like, as we read this, Paul is is describing destinations. Um, What I mean by that is that when we continually say yes to this life of walking by the flesh, that eventually, our destination is gonna be the things that he listed, that those outcomes will actually be the place that we find ourselves in. And and, and, and truthfully, if if we're really honest with ourselves, a lot of times, it's not all at once. Like, you don't say yes to the flesh one time and then you've become an adulterer. That's not how it works. But when you continually say yes to those things, eventually, that's the destination that you end up Um, What I mean by that is, so my Florida people that were on Florida for spring break, where are you at, raise your hands, raise your hands. So when you guys went to Florida, you took what highway? 75 South, right? What would have happened if you took 75 North? You'd ended up in Ohio, I heard Ohio. (laughs) You'd ended up in Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, or that horrible state above Ohio that we don't talk about called Michigan. Um, Sorry if there's any Michigan people. I'm a Ohio State fan, Um, yeah, yeah, come on. But it's this idea, it doesn't matter how badly you wanna go to Florida. If you're going the wrong direction, you're never gonna end up in Florida, right? And I feel like what Paul is saying is the same thing. It doesn't matter how bad you say, I wanna walk by the Spirit. It doesn't matter how bad I want to live this life. If you don't have the right direction, you're not gonna end up there. So Paul is telling us that these are the best things that can happen to us if we say yes continually to this idea of walking by the flesh. So if we've defined what it means to walk by the flesh, let's look at what it means to walk by the spirit. Let's, let's lift things up a little bit because that was a little dark, guys. So verse 22 of Galatians 5, Paul talks about this idea of what it means to walk by the spirit. He says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against things, there is no law. That's way different than, than what the acts of the flesh are, right? Like, I'm sweating a little bit at the acts of the flesh, but now, I'm like, wow, like, sigh of relief when we read what it means to walk by the Spirit. And in the same way that the best outcomes when we walked by the flesh were those things that Paul listed, I believe the same thing is true, that that when we walk by the Spirit, those are the best outcomes that we can have. And I'll be honest, guys, that's good news, that the best outcomes that can come from me walking by the Spirit are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. But they don't feel as much like destinations, right? They feel more just kind of like what our life would exude and what our life creates from walking by the Spirit. And it makes sense why Paul calls them the fruit of the Spirit. And so let's look at what Paul says happens when we walk by the Spirit. Galatians 5, verse 24, Paul says, those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we jump to Romans 8, verse 14, just a little farther down from where we were earlier, Paul says, for those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again, but rather the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship and by him we cry, Abba, Father. And then he says in verse 16 of Romans 8, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are God's children then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Let's think about that for a second. I love, I love verse 14 in Romans 8. For those who are led by the Spirit are children of God and that the Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so you live in fear again. Paul's saying is when we say yes to the Spirit, it doesn't make us robots. It doesn't make us these clones that God can just program and go do whatever he needs us to do. No, it's, it's, it's an invitation to a relationship with a good dad. And then, one of my, this is one of my favorite lines in Scripture, in Romans 8, verse 16. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. That, I, I for a long time didn't understand how powerful that was that the Spirit himself says to my spirit, you are a child of God. And then as we are heirs to God and co-heirs with Christ, that if indeed we may share in his sufferings in order, that we may also share in his glory. And I I think that's really specific because I think what Paul is saying is, that doesn't mean that that opposition that we talked about earlier is just gonna stop. Like, when I say yes to the spirit once, it doesn't mean, okay, flesh is gone. Like, nobody's fighting anymore. Like, newsflash, me and my brother are still throwing each other into walls, right? Like, Paul's not saying that everything gets easy. But what he's saying is, when the outcomes of your life are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, that that exudes from who you are And so we've, we've, we've talked about these two ideas of what it means to walk by the flesh and what it means to walk by the spirit. So how does that affect us? How does something written so long ago impact our lives today? And I think that it's just simply a change in how we perceive this idea of walking by the spirit what if we began to look at it as life by spirit? What if we began to look walking by the spirit as just a life yielded by the spirit because it's a person that speaks to us, right? And so as we looked at those destinations from the walks of the flesh, it, we kind of saw these outcomes of what it means to walk by the Spirit. So, I don't think that means that we don't have a destination when we walk by the Spirit. Of course we have a destination. And what I think Paul is trying to tell us is that when we live a life yielded by the Spirit, it defines our destination. And what it does is it defines our destination as a life with the Father now. It defines our destination as a life with a good dad who knows us and wants to partner with us for His glory, um, because, like we said, there there is no the Father is not trying to create a bunch of robots. The Father is not trying to create a bunch of clones. Um, Paul tells us in, in Galatians five verse thirteen, he says, "You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free." So the Father's inviting us into his journey with him and to say yes to the Spirit. So how do we do this every day? Um, so here's what i want to do. I wanna invite the band back up this morning. And, and we're gonna come to the table and we're gonna take communion. And, and here at Grace, we talk about this idea a lot of God is always present and he's always at work within us and around us, right? And so, as we come to the table, as we, as we take communion, I want, I want you to ask the Father, God, where am I saying yes to these acts of the flesh? Um, where, is, where, where is this tension in my life in regards to this kind of opposition? Where do I find myself in both realms? Where do I find myself saying, trying to be faithful to two realms? Because guys, truthfully, I, I was that guy. I've been that guy before. I've been that guy who was at a party on a Saturday night, but then tried to act like nothing was wrong on a Sunday morning with my hands raised. I've been that guy. And the longer that I tried to do it, that's more of what I became. And I got stuck. It became my destination. But I think the beauty of The gospel is that Christ came to model the way for us to walk by the Spirit. Christ came to show us what it means to live a life yielded by Spirit. And so Paul says, in verse 25, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So Father, this morning, Father, our prayer is that we would live a life yielded by your spirit. Father, our prayer is that you would begin to speak to us and begin to let us recognize the ways that we say yes to the flesh, God. That we would begin to recognize that tension and that opposition. And God that we would have the courage and we would have the faithfulness to say yes to you, and to say yes to your spirit.